you fired a first shot? Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 19! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know. Any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. Week three, we are back. Thank you for joining us on the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. As always, I'm your host, the dumb degenerate Brant Tobler, but I'm joined by the two smartest guys I know, and it's not even close. The best bookmakers out there, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. <laughs> I'm, Pretty I'm good. fine. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it sound like you're doing that good. Are you sure, Jay? Are you asking I, I, or are you telling us? I know. It was a, that ended with a question mark. I didn't invent the question mark, but it's out there. How did how the book do last week? There were some big games, and uh, I'm curious how it went. Well, Saturday was fantastic. We had a, a terrific Saturday, and, and Sunday was a little tough, John. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we had a couple of big plays. I think we lost majority of our bigger uh, decisions. Uh, yeah. Kept off with the bills. I, we had, you know, 60 grand uh, wagered. Actually, when it ended up, uh, it was like more like six figures on the, on the bills over the Dolphins, and we just missed it. Uh, oh yeah, no, that was a close one. Buffalo was bad. Denver was bad. Denver, everybody bet Denver at Jacksonville, and then in the afternoon you got Tampa. They cover two interception returns for touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Tampa Bay covers against Atlanta, so we really we did not do well up until the night game, and then we pretty much got everything back because, like we talked about on the show last week, everybody was on Kansas City, and that stayed consistent all the way up until kickoff. Baltimore wins outright because they correctly go for it on fourth down, and Baltimore bails us out. The Ravens save the day again. I, oh, yeah. I'm i just curious. Hopefully, how'd the Seattle game go for you? I flew to Seattle and watched them totally collapse in the fourth quarter. So I hope, at least for you guys, it was a good game. It, it was good. It was good. It was definitely good that, that Tennessee won that game outright. That was one of our better results in the afternoon, but it wasn't, it wasn't a particularly high-volume game. Most of the money in the afternoon was focused on on uh, the Tampa Bay game, which I mentioned, the Dallas Chargers game. And then we actually would have had one of our biggest winners of the day if Minnesota had beat Arizona outright. Mm -hmm. They covered, but they didn't win the game. The guy misses like a 35-yard field goal as time expires. That was tremendous. Uh, That that one really hurt us. But we did did pick up a few bucks back on, on the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that the kicker for the Vikings, Joseph, actually was on my fantasy team. Was <laughs> on my fantasy team, and I I took it out on him. You know, I, right. uh, he, he makes two fifty-two yarders during the game, and then he, you know, you got the game winner, thirty-five oh. yards out, misses that drop. Yeah, brutal. He's, oh, that's how you took it out on him. I thought you meant. Oh, okay, all right, cool. 
I'd have ten billion dollars if it wasn't for kickers. I really sure. think they're the ones that that make these picks go bad. Well, you know what? I feel good. I had my birthday yesterday. I'm, I'm riding that wave. I feel lucky this week. I'm curious what you guys think. I, I got a couple games I want to ask you guys about. This first one, this Chiefs Chargers game. Now, John or Jay. I'll ask you, Jay, I don't know if this is true, but my neighbor said that the Chiefs have not have only covered one out of the last 12 games. Is there any truth to that? I'm not sure exactly what they are, but I know that they consistently, especially over the last two years, and they're 0-2 against the spread this year, so they have been a gift to sports books everywhere uh, this last uh, two seasons because they. I know they have a very poor record. I don't know, I don't know about 1-12. But uh, it feels like uh, each week that we need uh, whoever's playing the Chiefs, and this week will not be different. Uh, if they can continue to give us uh, some love every Sunday, I, I mean, I would buy a jersey. <laughs> and I'm gonna, Which, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to buy a Jaguars Jets jersey already. I already told that to my uh, senior executives because every week we're going to be rooting for the Jaguars and, and Jets. But the yeah. Chiefs have been very poor against the spread. Well, I, you know, because of the show last week, I uh, I was I'm always all over the Chiefs. I'm such a sucker. And then you guys convinced me to pick the Ravens, and everybody made fun of me on Sunday night. And uh, it was never in doubt. It was perfect. But John, you you think I should? Can I go against these Chiefs again this week? If going back years and years, pretty much as long as I've been out here in Vegas, the wise guys love to take the Chargers as a road dog. That was even back when they were playing in San Diego and they had Marty Schottenheimer and Phillip Rivers all the way up through now to where they're in Los Angeles for reasons that are, remain unclear with a new coach, a new quarterback, and they're going to be a popular wise guy road underdog. The Chargers getting seven points this week and Kansas City never covers the spread. I mean, they even go back to the postseason. They didn't cover against Cleveland in the divisional round. Obviously, they didn't cover in the Super Bowl. I think they did cover against Buffalo in the conference championship game because Buffalo kicked too many field goals. But Kansas City is very poor against the spread, and a lot of wise guys are on the Chargers here. Are the Chiefs still the favorite in the future book for you guys? Yeah, the, well, the Buccaneers, uh, the Buccaneers, and then the Chiefs. So they're, they're the, two, the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year, and they remain – Considered to be the two best teams in the NFL again this season. Uh, they're, they're the two favorites right now. Well, you know what? They're pretty good, but I think that the best team will be <laughs> – I will be at their game on Sunday, my Denver Broncos against the Jets. Jay, this is a big number. Obviously, if I'm going to the game, I have to bet the game. I'm obviously a huge homer, so I've got to bet the Broncos. But am, <laughs> I, am I throwing money away here? What am I doing on Sunday? I certainly don't blame you, but uh... – <laughs> I, I know that you're not going to go to the game and bet the Jets. No. <laughs> there, there, there's no chance that that's happening. This 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 game actually went down a little bit as the market has moved it from Broncos minus 11 down to minus 10 now. And as you can expect, about uh, just a little over 80% of the tickets are on the Broncos here. And I expect that to continue all the way into kickoff. But uh, the way the Jets are playing, the way – the quarterback situation, and even the receivers, they're just not on the same page. I think Wilson threw four picks last week. Now he's facing this defense, which uh, is very strong in the secondary. I think it's going to be a really tough time for the Jets going there and compete. Now 10 points, I don't know, but I can tell you if I was going to the game, I wouldn't be taking the points. I'd be on the other side. That's what I like to hear. John, can we get you on this Bronco bandwagon with me and Jay or, or no? 
I'm very much on the bandwagon, guys. I'm using the Broncos in Survivor this week. I, I've just I've decided that if uh, if Zach Wilson and the New York Jets can go into Denver and beat the Broncos in their home opener, that I deserve to be kicked out of my Survivor contest. So I'm a I'll be a Broncos fan myself on Sunday. John was going back and forth between the Panthers and Broncos. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so last night, John, when you were watching mm-hmm. that game, did it irritate you a little bit? Well, when you're when you don't choose a team, you obviously root against them, and then the book would have done better if Houston had won. I don't know about irritate. Uh, when when you watch Davis Mills attempt to throw a football, and you watch the Texans' new coach punt at every opportunity he gets, you realize that you should probably be going against Houston every week. And if you don't, that's your own fault. <laughs> Thursday night's got to get a ton of action, right? I'm sure no matter who plays, do you guys get a ton of action, Jay? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was watching the game last night, and my daughter came in, and she goes, who's playing? And I said, the Panthers and Texans. And she didn't even know what the score is. because, oh, that's boring. <laughs> I, wow. I go, I go, yeah, I think America said that. And it pretty much was. It was a very boring game. I mm-hmm. Actually, I started flipping around channels and checking out Netflix for a little bit during the course of the game. Uh, but uh, as usual, you know, we need the underdog. And that didn't happen, so the book uh, lost a little bit. But not too much since it's the first game of the week. Brent, you know what it does? It starts off all the money line parlays and teasers. It's hard to not do well on Thursday night because all the people that bet Carolina, for the most part, they bet them to stuff that's going this weekend. So they started their money line parlay with Carolina. They started their teaser with Carolina. So when we won't actually post a loss until the weekend. I don't think a lot of people understand teasers. I know, I know like some of my friends, but... For you guys, just for the book, or or teasers over time. That's I mean, I'm sure everything's a winning thing, but I get killed on teasers because it just is, seems so obvious. But uh, how big a holder are the teasers for you guys, John? They're not nearly as big of a hold as parlays or parlay cards, but we do much better on teasers than we do on straight bets. You know, we that, that's a little secret about the sports book is we really don't hold that much money on straight bets. We make our money on parlays, teasers, futures bets. Parlay cards. That those are the hold areas for us. The the straight bets are just a small hold, really. Yeah, the teasers are actually really tough for us in the NFL. I mean, for those that don't know, hmm. the teaser is a type of parlay wager where the point spreads are adjusted to the betters. Okay, favor. Uh, they're a lot easier to hit, but the odds are are reduced. So instead of laying the Broncos ten, you can lay down to four, down to three and a half, down to three. So they're very attractive um, for a lot of players, but I think the problem is a lot of people play too many teams. Right. They'll play six and seven teamers. Uh, and actually, this is a weekend that I kind of cringe with all the seven, eight-point favorites, nine-point favorites. It's uh, something that we actually like to keep an eye on and that we don't get too generous with these teasers this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I always, I always go one too many. That first week I had uh, Rams and Niners. I was like, this is free money. And then I threw the bills in <laughs> last minute, and they messed it up for me. But you know what? Enough of these boring games. I want to talk about the biggest game of the week. And that, I think, well, I'm curious what you guys think. But this Rams-Bucks game, and I think, I, I mean, as of right now, Friday morning, I think the Bucks are like one and a half. But I thought the Rams opened one and a half. I'm not sure what's going on with that game. But, Jay, what do you what are you th- – is that – going to be the biggest game of the weekend for you guys? Um, I think it's going to be heavily bet. Uh, as far as, you know, it to be big for the book, you know, it's kind of needs to be lopsided. 
we expect money on the bucks every single week and I'm looking at it and it's probably 90% of the money is on the bucks right now. Uh, even though, well, let me, let me check this out. Yeah. We opened the Rams at two and a half and now the bucks are one. So some sharp play on the, the bucks, uh, public play on the bucks. It, it, it certainly could be the biggest game of the week for us. I just read a stat that, that was very interesting. This will be the first time Tom Brady's ever played in the city of Los Angeles. I was like, I guess that makes sense since there hasn't been a team there for a while until recent years. But I was just thinking that he probably played in every city the way his career has gone. But uh, his first time in L.A., I just thought that was a, a pretty interesting uh, fact. I think I think he's going to be 0-1 in, in Los Angeles, but who knows? John, what are your thoughts on this game? I hope that you're right. You know, we... we we opened this game Rams minus two and a half. We thought the Rams should be a small favorite here, and the betting market totally rejected that opinion. The money came flooding in on the Buccaneers, and now Buccaneers have shifted to where they're a one-point favorite. They were one and a half yesterday. They're laying one right now at the Superbook. We think the Rams should be favored here because it's the Buccaneers' first road game of the year. They're going out to the West Coast. They've got a pretty big game looming next week. Next week, the Bucks go at New England on Sunday night football. And this is just a really tough schedule spot for Tampa Bay. But I'm not saying I think Brady's going to be looking ahead, but I do think this is a tough schedule spot for the Buccaneers. And I've been surprised by the flood of money on Tampa Bay here. I do have to make a note, Brandon. When we were making this line, the early line two weeks ago, I made Tampa Bay 2, kind of got laughed out of the room. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't recall that. I don't recall. Uh, I don't recall yeah. you. I don't recall you leaving a room. I don't know. I don't know that that's. Uh, uh, that I didn't leave the room. Speech? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It, but uh, yeah, you might want to ask Jeff in, in the back room there. Okay. 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 Well, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I mean, the line, as we say on the podcast, the line starts here, and you guys always do have the initial line. So, mm-hmm. who all? How many are people involved in that whole process? Or can you just take me through that when you guys are? Because I'm always fascinated by that because you guys are doing it. Not, I think. There's so much copy in the sports book world. Everybody kind of copies each other's numbers. I know people copy that, but what's the process of you guys uh, getting those early lines, Jay? Well, there's about four or five of us, depending on you know the weekend, and you know we got a lot of guys that have been doing it for a long time, and a lot of us have our own power rankings, and so we basically go in our own corners, make our lines, and then we get together and discuss the games and come up with the line. A lot of times uh, we agree, and there's a, a few times that we don't, but uh, those are the ones that are remembered, like this one. <laughs> and uh, I will be tooting my horn, uh, but if it, it really depends on the closing line and, and how the game went. You know, you got to make sure you have your all, all your ducks in a row to, before you start chirping a little bit because that will come back to haunt you. And I'm sure, like, by the end of the year, by the end, you guys just probably nail the number every – not nail it, but you know what I mean. I'm sure after weeks and weeks, because I think I figure it out, but I'm sure – but I know nothing. But <laughs> is, that, is that kind of the case? By the end of the week, you guys can all sit down and be kind of on the same page? Yeah, we're pretty close. I mean, we're within a half point or a point of one another. Uh, at times, we could be a little off, but – it's something that, uh, you know, again, we've been doing for a long time, but I can't say that by the end of the year, we're all on the same page. We all have different thoughts and that's what makes the line so strong. And, and we have different opinions. And if you, if you have a line that's off and, and you can, uh, certainly back that up by stats or, or, you know, uh, uh, conversation, 
uh, you know, we can certainly sway the line, at least the opening line, towards your number. That's so cool. You guys should film that one time. I'd love to watch the whole, watch the whole process. John, do you get to sit in on those, or they kick you out of those? Oh no, I'm usually in there, but uh, sometimes I think sometimes you get laughed out of the room, like Jay said with the red. But it's 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 usually something stupid, like oh uh, hey, I, I made it three and a half. Oh, you idiot! It should be at least four. It's like okay, guys, let's just let's get the lines up. All right, come on. Uh, the, the NFL stuff's pretty easy to do. The more in-depth conversations are on uh, markets that are a little bit more particular, like win totals or or the totals themselves for the games. The NFL point spreads are, are pretty easy, and we're usually very close to each other on those. That's so cool. You guys, I don't know if it's possible, but one time you should just film it and let us see behind the curtain. Yeah, we, we might have uh, we might have something in the works, kind of a little bit like that, as a matter of fact. Yes, that's awesome. All right, let me get back to the games. I want to win some money because uh, if by chance the Jets cover, it's going to come down to this late Packers Packers Niners game. Niners three point favorite. I don't know what to think of this team. Jay, help talk. Give me some advice on this one. Any thoughts on this game? Well, we opened this four, and then after the Packers' performance on Monday night, you know, we dropped it down to three and a half, and now it's three minus one twenty. Uh, so, whenever a team performs well on a national televised game, you know, it, usually on a Sunday night or a Monday night, you can expect them receiving support from the general public the very next week, and that's exactly what's happening with this game. I personally think the Niners are in a better spot here. I'm not sold on the Packers. I I think they proved, once again, the Lions are just a horrible team. And, you know, it. I still think that there's something internally there that's just not quite 100% yet, and I think the Niners will be really focused on this game. So I would lean towards the the favorite here, but... um, I know that the general public will be supporting Green Bay throughout. I think it's that awful haircut. He needs a or lack of haircut. I think they'll turn it around when uh, Rodgers cuts his hair. John, is there any validity to that? Do you think the haircut will help, or are these Packers? Uh, I don't know about the haircut, but I, I know that when I see the money, the tickets coming in on the dog in a high-profile game, that usually gives me a little bit of pause. You know, we got about eighty, almost eighty percent of the money and the tickets are on Green Bay. As a dog going at San Francisco, we saw this exact situation in the NFC Championship game two years ago. Green Bay at San Francisco. Everybody was on the dog in that game, and the 49ers rolled them. I'm not saying that's going to happen this week, but I always I always raise an eyebrow when I see the public all lining up to bet an underdog. Maybe I'll just – what about this total, John? Any thoughts on this total? Very, uh, very respected play on the over. Uh, over 48, 48 and a half, 49 – we're at 50 right now in that game. So if, it, if, you're, if you're looking to just force out a play after you get home from watching the Broncos' victory, there is some very respected play on the over in this game. All right. Nobody can force out more plays than me. They call me. Uh, I don't know about force. that. Well, that's probably not true. People have more money. So <laughs> I run out of money eventually. <laughs> well, okay, and if by a chance that goes under, I'll come back and really force one on this Monday. You know what? It won't even be a force. Jay – I get this hard knocks thing every year. This, I don't know if I'll do it with the Colts midseason, but I kind of like this Cowboys team. Looks like Cowboys are, what, three and a half Monday night against the Eagles? Is this going to be a good game, or is this two crap teams that they want us to think are good? No, this is a good game, and it's a, it's a great uh, 
betting game, especially for a bookmaker, because we're getting uh, equal action on both sides. I believe we opened the Cowboys four down to three and a half. I think it actually went back to four and then back down to three and a half at its current number. But uh, it's definitely a two-way action game. I do expect, as most Monday night games, the the public to side with the favorite here. But I know that there's a lot of respect for the Eagles defense. That Eagles defense is very stout. But um, when it when it comes down to it, I'm sure that especially if we have a rough day on Sunday, a lot of the major favorites cover or majority of the favorites. There's no doubt the book will need the Eagles come Monday night. All right, John. What about total or anything on this game, John? I'm starting to shy away from these sides. I'm getting scared. Mm-hmm. Any any uh, total thoughts, or should I just roll with you guys and the Eagles on Monday? We've seen this total actually go up a little bit. From we opened it at fifty and a half, we got as high as fifty two and a half. We're at fifty two right now, but nothing that I would be inclined to follow myself. Uh, there was some early sharp money on Dallas, but it's actually been rejected by the market. Now the money's coming in on Philadelphia. Jay mentioned their defense. It's very good, but they did lose Brandon Graham. He tore his Achilles last week in the loss to San Francisco. That's a big loss for Philadelphia. Dallas is pretty banged up, and they've played a really tough schedule. They probably had the hardest schedule in the NFL going at Tampa Bay and then at the Chargers last week. So it's a tough spot for them to have their home opener. We're going to need the Eagles, like Jay said. I know that I know there's going to be a lot of parlays that survive the weekend going to Dallas, and we'll be Philadelphia fans. I think this is one of the best Monday night games of the year. You know, usually you don't get a very good matchup on Monday night. You get stuck with something like Detroit Green Bay. Uh, this is a, this is one of the better Monday night games. Two very popular teams. Uh, very even game. I think it's going to be a big handle game for us. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? All right, Philly is going to be my first pick. I need to give you guys a quick update on the Super Contest. I know you guys don't care at all, but I went 2-2. Two, two. I went 2-3. and three. I'm down. I'm at 500, 3-3, three and three, somewhere in the middle of the pack. I'm not sure. Jay, you might have the – you could probably tell me who's in the lead right now or what's the leader at? Well, we have two that are tied for the lead right now in the Super Contest. They're both 9-0-1. Oh, very solid. You have 16 people, 9-1. And then another eight at eight, one and one. So you know, a lot of people are off to a good start. And this week three will end our first uh, in-season contest as we have six three-week contests. And so we're we're looking at it right now. Uh, obviously, there's it's still up in you know up in the air. But uh, a lot of people vying for that 75k first place money. Oh, that is sweet. Well, yeah, I'm doomed this first. I guess even if I go 5-0, and I'm 10-5. and I have no chance. I'll save it for the next round. John, give me one. I've learned from talking to you guys each week. I want to be on your side. What do you think you guys are going to need the most this weekend? Because I'm putting it in my super contest. We'll definitely need Miami. Uh, you okay. know, we, we, we're, The Superbook is open in Colorado. The Superbook is open in New Jersey. But our mothership is still here in Las Vegas. And, and the public here in Nevada is all over the Raiders. Huge disparity in terms of money and tickets already as we talk on Friday morning. You know, the Raiders crowd's going to be in here this weekend. A lot of Raiders fans coming out here to go to the game at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Miami off of a 35 to nothing loss, and their quarterback's hurt. Jacoby Brissett's going in at quarterback, so that's a spot too. We had this game as a pick going into week two, and now you can get plus four on Miami. I think it's probably a good play on Miami, and it's definitely going to be what the book is needing Maybe more than anything else this weekend, Miami. Uh, 
See, I say I want to be on the book side, and then you give me this backup quarterback on the road. And it's That's scary. tough. I didn't say it was going to be pretty. I didn't say it was going to be. I didn't say it was going to be easy to stomach. But that's what we're going to be rooting for. We'll be rooting for that on Sunday. Brissett, uh, he's Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't it's think okay. there's much of a drop off there. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's actually very even. So very difficult to call him a backup. Even I mean, in some circles, I think that they said he should be the starter. So we'll see there. See, I like it. Jake could flip a negative into a positive. Now I'm back on board. <laughs> We're on the Dolphins train. It's time for the Big Ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? Yeah, let, let's stick in that game, actually, because we had a guy come in, I believe it was yesterday, and he bet us under 21 and a half in the first half of the Dolphins-Raiders game for 20000 22,000 to win 20,000, I should say. So this gentleman, obviously, looking at the quarterback situation, Tua's out, resets in for Miami. Derek Carr is banged up for the Raiders, too. They say he's going to start, but he's banged up as well. So I would imagine this guy is looking at the two quarterbacks both being hurt, going under in the first half. I like it. I love hearing about these big tickets. Jay, any other <laughs> this week? You could t- I, I want to be on this. Even though I can't afford it, but I can feel like I'm part of the sharp. So you now know, this Brad, is part of my bet. <laughs> you know, Brad, I love that move, though. You know, when you start struggling with the sides, then you start looking at totals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're you're not str- the only one. You, you know, that's a that's a very typical move. It's like, oh, I don't know. What's the over-under? You know, you just start shifting gears there. Um, let's see. We took a, a couple of uh, larger wagers during the course of the week, but one, one of them that stood out was the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took 20K uh, on them as well at plus 7.5, and, a half, and uh, we're still at 7.5 even. We didn't jump off that number because we know the Bills, is they're a very huge public team, and despite some of the bigger plays coming in on Washington, uh, again, there's no doubt we'll, we'll need the Bills. The Bills behind the Chiefs and Buccaneers are probably the most supported team by the general public. Oh, how times have changed. Bills used to be awful. Well, I'm sure out here at your Colorado book, there's a lot of Bills left. Wyoming has just become a Bills <laughs> a Bills uh, nation, but I guess they don't have a lot of money, so it doesn't matter. All right, those are the big tickets. I'm just rambling along. I, what, I have no idea. I'm still hungover from my birthday last night, but I'm having fun with you guys. You know what? What else? Just what else is going on in the book? I've been looking to bet just – anything i bet a little wnba last night you guys got any john you got any ufc stuff for me yeah ufc 266 saturday night at t-mobile arena i'm gonna actually be there so i'm I'm very fired up for this one main event brian ortega against alexander volkanovsky seen some sharp money on the dog in that fight ortega's down to plus 150 you can get a little higher than that if you shop around and then nick diaz is returning to the octagon nick diaz hasn't fought since january of 2015 he hasn't won a fight since October of 2011, almost 10 years. Rematch of a fight that he had against Robbie Lawler in 2004, which he won via knockout. But Nick Diaz has been on the shelf for a long time. Most of the money's on Robbie Lawler in that fight. But it's going to be awesome to get back into T-Mobile Arena, go to a UFC event. For me, the first time since uh, since before COVID. So I'm, I'm very excited for tomorrow night. Who's got a better life than you? Raider games, UFC fights. I like this Diaz. I love the Diaz boys. I shouldn't. I was going to bet him, of course, but you're. I didn't know about that 11-year gap in fights. It's probably 
<laughs> not a good thing for fighting. So maybe I'll pass. Maybe I'll Jay. What else you guys got going on? Give me something else in there I could bet. Well, we got the Ryder Cup going on right now, and and uh, I I don't think it is is a big betting event as we see for the majors, but there's still a lot of uh, diehard golf fans that will wager on this thing. And as you can imagine, uh, uh, most of the public money is on supporting the the U.S. of A. And so we need Europe, but I can tell you right now, I'm not rooting for Europe. I'm rooting for the United States. <laughs> and uh, uh, the uh, the matchups are, I think, very interesting. They gave us a little time in between the morning session and the afternoon session, and uh, everybody had about anywhere from 10 to 25 minutes to wager on these things uh, as the, the matchups were announced, and uh, we were able to get those up and um, you know uh, entertain all the golf fans out there. But the Ryder Cup... Uh, a very popular watching event, not so much at the betting windows. That's so funny that sometimes you got to root against America, kind of. And you'll get very sharp stuff, Brant, on golf matchups. You know, we talked earlier in the show about how the, the NFL market is so tight, it's very difficult to bet into. But golf matchups, one day or tournament matchups in golf, that's where really sharp people can definitely beat us. And we got to be on our toes on plays like that. All right, you know what? Let's go to college football because that's tomorrow. I'm excited. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. And these are the three incredible plays I've come up with. We'll see if they're incredible oh or if you guys think they're trash. But I like Baylor. I like TCU. And I like Texas A&M, which I just realized are all Texas teams, I guess. So those are my, my big Texas parlay. Any thoughts on those games? Uh, yeah, one and two. John? One and two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for offering so much there, Jay. Um, no, you know, we, we've definitely seen some really sharp people on TCU. That number's gone up from 8.5 to 10. And then Iowa State, very sharp syndicates were laying that one, like, really early in the week, Brant. They were laying 6 and 6.5. And we're at 7 at the Superbook. I don't have as much of an opinion on the, on the Arkansas-Texas A&M game. I just know that from what I've seen of Texas A&M, their, their defense is awesome and their offense is uh, – not what you've come to expect from Jimbo Fisher. I think there are quarterback issues there, and this is a big game for Arkansas's program. So uh, we'll see. That, that's, a, that's a very interesting game in the afternoon. Yeah, All that right. game should be noted that it is playing in Cowboy Stadium, Arlington. Mm-hmm. So, ah. it's, uh, yeah, so it's, a, it's not a home game for A&M. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree with uh, John there as far as that Texas A&M offense. Wow, it's, it's really dismal. Uh, but they have a great defense, and that's understandable. I think the total's really low, so taking a points, you know, in that type of matchup kind of makes sense. I love it. I'm glad you guys asked, I asked you guys because I forgot. I mean, Jerry Jones is not going to let Arkansas lose in his building, so I'm switching <laughs> that. Give me a little Arkansas. <laughs> Give me TCU. What am I doing betting Baylor? That's a basketball school. I'm going to go to Iowa State. We're going to roll with those three. We'll see what happens. And that's it for this week, guys. All right, guys. Thank you guys. As always, you've helped me and uh, I've learned a lot. That's why I love this podcast. We will be back next week. Make sure to come see us at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas or at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado. All the games will be on. And as always, you can follow us on social media, Superbook Sports or at Superbook.com to stay on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. And please uh, follow, rate, review wherever you get this podcast, hopefully on iTunes. That really helps the show. So, Jay, John, thanks again. John, have fun at the UFC fights. Don't get punched in the face. 
Jay, I'm with you. I'll be rooting for Miami with you. And I'll talk to you boys next week. All right. Take care. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win. You get a win. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you were going to give me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.